Hello, and welcome to The Potential State. My name is Dr. Asel Romanelli, and today I'm going to talk to you about why do we empower others, but often belittle our partners. So, for the past over a decade now, I've been working with people all over the world, both in therapy and in workshops, and I was empowering them. I empower them to be bigger and stronger. I see the light in them, and I celebrate that, and I want them to bring even more of the light and the confidence and, and all the talent and charisma they have. I've been doing this as a therapist. I've known this as an educator, as a facilitator, as a teacher, and I've always thought that I was also doing that in my own family, especially with my wife and my kids. And recently what I've been noticing is that it's, it's much easier for me to do it to people that I work with than the people in my own life. In the beginning, I was ashamed of it. And then I started owning it. And then I started verbalizing it to myself. And then I started discussing it with my wife. And I was like, why is that? And I want to share two realizations that I've realized also working not only with myself, but a lot in the clinic with this pattern. So why do we do that? Why is it easier for us to empower others and not the people that we love most? And the answer is kind of simple. The people that we love most are part of our system. Refer back to the systematic change episode. So if I really, since I'm, they're part of my system, so any change, any major change or second order change they will have will force change upon myself because I'm, I'm related to them, I'm married to them, or I'm in the same household. So as much as I'd like them to change, I don't really want to change. So that second order change, that big change might threaten me. Okay, so that's one thing that I'm affected by their change. And the second is a core belief. I'm reminding you, a core belief is a very deep belief I've inherited or I taught myself at a very young age that it kind of, that's the way I see the world. So for many people, they have the following core belief, which I call either. Either is like an either or, these dichotomies. There's several of them. I'm going to be describing them in the next couple of episodes. So the either one is either me or you. It can't be both of us together. Or either I'm strong or I'm small. Either I'm perfect or I'm damaged goods. So there's this either. Either is like a golem, right? These dichotomous thoughts that take over and kind of limit your life and limit your relationships. So, so some of us have this, this, this core belief that either you or me. Either I'm big or I'm small. So add that core belief to someone that's in my system. So if my wife's going to be big, that means I need to be small. Because we can't both be big. Okay, or if it's my wife's getting the spotlight, then it's on my expense. So I can't have that. So the combination of being part of the system, having this core belief, this either big, I'm either big or I'm small, and one more thing, which is called a reflected sense of self. So refer back to the episode about differentiation. So for most of us, we start life from a reflected sense of self. Our sense of self is determined by the feedback we're getting from the others. If people think we're smart, we feel smart. If people need us, that means we're meaningful and we're important in the world. If people want us, that means we're attractive. If people don't want us, we're not attractive. If people don't think we're smart, then we don't feel smart. So when I have a reflected sense of self and my wife is less than me or my daughter is less than me or my brother is less than me, then I feel good about myself because I'm in reflection to her. Compared to her, I'm great. Right? But the second, if I really empower her, if she really becomes amazing, then she's going to be bigger than me. Then I'm going to, it's either big or small. So if she's big, then I'm small. If she's powerful, then I'm damaged goods. So I need to belittle her to feel better about myself. So it's this lethal combination of a reflected sense of self, a core belief that it's an either you or me, either strong or weak, and being part of the same system. Now, I might have a reflected sense of self, and I might have this either or belief, 
But when I'm working with people that are not part of my systems, like my clients, my students, or anyone who's coming to my workshops, then they're not threatening me. So they can be as big as they want, does not threaten me. So I want to give a few examples of how does this look? How does this manifest itself? Now, this is something that we don't usually admit. We don't usually uh, own that shit because it's not something that's politically correct or it's not something that we have in our romantic um, ideation of love and intimacy. But the more I'm looking at it, the more I see it. And the first example is this couple I worked with a few years ago that for 25 years, he was the main breadwinner and she was the housewife, mother of four, and also um, worked at different kinds of jobs. And, and their major fight was always about money. He felt like she wasn't working enough, she wasn't pulling her weight, and she felt like he wasn't appreciating the efforts she was making. But what was interesting is, A, they had that core belief, and but usually what couples will do, they'll split um, different dimensions of, of their life. So financially, it's either, he's strong and she's weak. Okay, But in parenting, she's strong and he's weak. So he belittles her financially, she belittles him in, in this fatherhood, and that's how they balance these things out. So we were working about we we're working on this, and it took him a while to admit that. And he kept saying, "I want my wife to work. I want my wife to work. Of course, I want her to succeed." But what came up is every time that she would kind of get a new job lead, he would belittle it. He'd say, "That's not a real job. That's not going to pay enough." And he'd kind of, you know, um, demoralize her until she finally didn't take the job to go back to the homeostasis of he's the overfunctioning, he's the, the money, you know, earner, and she's not pulling her weight. So I remember this one time where I said, you know, let's, let's just do an experiment, an improv experiment. I had him stand and for five minutes give a monologue how much he wants his wife to work, how much he wants her to succeed and thrive and rock it in the world. And I said, okay, now let's take the shadow side, the part of you that you're not owning so much, and give us five minutes why you want her small. How will that serve you? How will that, the secondary gains of that, right? Because when I belittle my partner, then A, that makes me feel good about myself. I feel like I'm, I'm a really successful person. B, it's an excuse to blame her for anything I don't like. Okay, refer back to the money episode. Okay, and then, and then if I have the money, if, I, if I'm over-functioning here, if I'm big and you're small, then that makes me feel good. And when he gave that five-minute monologue something vital came out of him, not just his shadow, not just aggression, but his assertiveness and all these different parts of him. Almost like it was like, um, like popping a zit full of these forbidden thoughts. And what was really beautiful about it is when, as he was doing it, his wife wasn't getting disgusted, but she actually felt validated because she's been feeling that for all these years. This double message, okay, this subtext, which she was giving him when it comes to parenting. Please, I want you to be an active parent. But whenever he came in, she'd be like, that's not good enough. That's not how you do it. So she'd constantly belittle him next to the kids and he would belittle her about money. And so that's one example. And I want to give you another example of a moment where I experienced it on my own flesh and blood. So as I've been saying for many years, right, it was much harder for me to celebrate and really empower my amazing, beautiful, talented, smart wife. And this past weekend, she was practicing her talk which is called Breastfeeding According to the World Health Organization, a very powerful essay about the patriarchy and the intrusiveness on women's bodies and their ability to choose, which I will put the link in the bottom. And something happened there, and suddenly my heart was open, and I felt I really wanted just to celebrate her. So I said, stop, let's record this. And I said, let's take out the tripod, let's take out the microphone, let's take out the lights, let's give you a full production of this. 
And for a moment there, she was like one of my students on stage and I am applauding her and I'm not feeling threatened and I feel seeing her in all her glory and her might and her beauty and her passion and her calling in this world. And it was almost for like a second I realized what Estelle Perel says about objectifying your partner to enable a more erotic life. But I saw this in the sense of maybe help yourself objectify your partner to the sense that you can actually celebrate her or him without feeling threatened because it won't be at your expense because you can actually see him or her as a separate entity that has nothing to do with you right now and it's them and they're in the spotlight. And that was a beautiful moment and it was almost like this moment of reaping the benefits of super hard work because the question is, how do you do that? How do you allow yourself to feel differentiated enough, strong enough, solid enough to really truly celebrate the people that you love, the people that are part of your system. So here's the short answer. A lot of work. First of all, it starts with reflection to realize you even have that either or. that You really feel like it's either you or me, either I'm big or I'm small. First realize that, think about that, then own it. Remember the three stages of change, awareness, then ownership, or we call it own your shit. Own your shit. Yes, I do that. I belittle the people that I love in my system and make me feel strong because it threads me if they're going to be too big. Because if they're too big, they might leave me. Because if they're too big, they won't celebrate me. Because if they're too big, I will feel small. Say that, own it. Say the thing, like we say in improv. And then share that, first with yourself and then with the people around you. And then through blood, sweat, and tears and zillions of regressions back to the old dance, you will have this moment like I had this past weekend, where you can really applaud and celebrate. And when you have that moment, it will be weird, it will be different, but it will be so victorious. And you guys will both cherish it. Obviously, we'll slip back to the old dance, but with time and practice, you'll be able to do that more and more and more. And I'm reminding you, if you belittle your partner, at the end of the day, that partner is feeling it, and he or she is going to grudge, have a grudge with you. They're going to blame you for not going all the way, for not sharing their full color in the world. And if you don't want to have bitter partners, kids, parents, or siblings blaming you for their lack of success, for their not manifesting their calling, you better start celebrating them. And how do you do that? Stage one, meditate on that core belief. Do you have that core belief? Either one, either I'm big or I'm small, either I'm strong or I'm damaged goods. Do you have that? Does that still serve you? Write down the gains, the secondary gains and secondary losses of believing in that. And then choose one relationship that you feel is strong enough that you can actually try something different. Share with that person either this episode or this idea and then take a, take a moment, take a session and just, even if you have to fake it, really believe in them, really empower them, really see the best in them and say, give me more of that, amazing and more and bigger. Yes, and them. And even if it doesn't come to you naturally, say it more and more and more. Ah, I remember one time my daughter was singing and we were in the car and I was like, ah, I was making a lot of noise. But then I said, you know what? You go for it, Lila. And you sing. And I said louder and bigger. And for a moment there, she wasn't my daughter. She was this amazing girl who was exploring her little, her power. I said louder. We opened the windows and more and we sang together and we really let all of that out. So in the beginning was a top-down process, but at a certain point, I was such a joy of seeing her, seeing her finally express her whole full shade, which is obviously, that's our rebellion, Mingalit's 
Mealy's calling is to help a whole generation of women to feel strong and empowered, not apologize for who they are. Check the episode on the new rethinking of female empowerment. So do that. Prepare your partner to be open and to accept that. In the beginning, they won't know how to eat that. They won't know what to do with this free love, with this amazing empowerment. Tell them just to breathe and to hold on to themselves. Tell them not to block off. Tell them not to shut down. If at a certain point they feel like it's too much, tell them to do a timeout. Let them breathe and digest this. And then keep going. Really give yourselves a session. When that is done, do not exchange roles. If you exchange roles too fast, when it happens to you, you will either not believe it or you feel forced or coerced. So take a second, just pause there, do something else. The following day, talk about it. A week later, reverse roles. And have your partner, son, daughter, colleague, whatever, really, really, really love you and empower you and think you're amazing and just let all that in and believe that they're doing it because they really want to celebrate you. They want to break free of this either or mole that's been locking you guys both down. And once you do that, a week later or something, reflect. What happened there? How did that change you? How did that change your relationship? Is it possible for both of you to be big? Now, if you're referring back to the concept of differentiation, which Schnarch defines as being connected to myself and also being close to the other, perhaps in this, we, this prism we can give the reframe of being big. Both of us can be big. It's not either you and me. We can both be big and we can both be close. And just like the metaphor of a candle lights another candle, doesn't, doesn't diminish from the original candle. We can be two candles. We can even brighter light together. But for that, the only way to see the light it's the only shadow. Own your shit with the either or. Own your shit that you have a reflected sense of self. Name it to tame it. The second I'm verbalizing it, I'm actually taming that. I'm actually bigger than that thought. So I can actually choose differently. And then go for it. And bring that bomb of free love, of free empowerment, of wholehearted belief in that other person. And see how that just enriches your relationship. So my name is Dr. Ocel Romanelli, and this was The Potential State. I'll see you next time.